Romans 8.15 says, You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Welcome to Spirit of Adoption Radio, where we soar above all the darkness of this world and see things in the light of God's eternal perspective. Now, here's your hosts, Kevin and Tabitha Lavelle. Shalom. We're so thankful and blessed that you would choose to join us today for episode number 129 of Spirit of Adoption Radio. I'm Kevin, and with me as always is my dear wife, Tabitha. How are you today, Sophia? I'm blessed and thankful to be here again. Amen. For such a time as this. For such a time as this. Amen. Remember that song? I can, yeah. It's it's an old one, but I love it. I think I feel like I know every word. <laughs> so good. Amen. That's Brother Wayne Watson. Mm, amen. Maybe for some of our listeners that are my age, maybe. Your age. My age. Twenty-eight. Yeah. They might know about Wayne Watson. Twenty-eight. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now about Amen. 10 minutes ago, we were just having a conversation about how oh. you have this some kind of a benefit because you're over 50 now. That's right. Okay. Yeah. He's okay. having a flash of remembrance now. That's right. That's right. I'm 51. <laughs> Goodness. That's right. That's right. I got Benny's. Oh yeah. Benefits of being 51. Amen. He's got a few. That's right. I always like to tease him because he's nine years older than me. I can uh, save a little bit more on my taxes because I'm 51. That's, That's what we right. found out. That's right. That's I can kind of put a away little... a little bit more money into my IRA. Exactly. That's being awesome. A senior, senior citizen or something like that. <laughs> but you feel twenty eight because you're getting younger, right? That's right. I look over here in the office, and now I have something new in the office. That's right. It makes me feel younger. Actually, I have here right in the office the new addition of a weight bench. That's right. With, with an Olympic bar, mm-hmm. right? So I did my first bench press in thirty years. Wow. Just this last week. Good job, honey. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Kola kavod. I got to get stronger because my body's getting weaker as you get older. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got to keep your muscles strong. That's right. Amen. Amen. I'm doing some weight training too, actually. That's right. You're doing good. Yeah. Every, every other day during the week, so three days a week, I'm doing weight training. Amen. 
Amen. cardio the other days. So. Yeah, we had that meeting with our Israel team, right? Yeah, Hineni Tours, Tours team. team. And uh, I was encouraging them to do a little exercise every day. That's right. So we're like, training yeah, for we're the, for the tour. We got to train. So up I got to do that too, right? Exactly. We want to be. I can't strong. just say that to someone else and not do it no. myself. So exactly, I'm pumping iron, baby. That's right. Me too. We'll take some pictures so you can see our muscle growth no, here no, pretty no. soon. Oh, we can't never boast mind. in that, baby. <laughs> we're boasting in the Lord. Amen. Right. That's right. Amen. So on today's show, we want to talk about. The weather mm, and yes. tornadoes oh, and yeah, I that know. kind of stuff. And it's not really a funny subject, right? No. So it's pretty sober. Yeah, it is actually. And if you think sober. about it, is there anything on this earth that's more sober? Anything in the natural realm that's more sober than a tornado? I mean, I can think of a lot of natural disasters that are sobering. But I think there's a certain sobriety about a tornado. There's actually kind of this eerie feeling that the whole sky gets when there's a tornado coming. And Mm -hmm. it it really brings with it a a very high degree of sobriety, I believe. Yeah, it's something that sometimes you can see and it looks fierce and it looks like it's coming for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've actually had dreams. I'm not going to say they were from the Lord or anything, but I've had dreams. I can remember I was like in Chicago and all the buildings, and there were tornadoes coming down everywhere, and I was running, and tornadoes were like coming after me. And Wow. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> I've had dreams like that. I've had dreams where I'm going down water slides into a great white shark mouth. Oh, yeah. Stuff like that. That's kind of different than a tornado dream, though. I know, but I mean... I guess both of them are sobering, right? <laughs> yeah, those, those, but you know, yeah, shark, great white sharks are sobering, mm-hmm. um, but tornadoes are way more sobering. Wow. You know, and yeah. even in God's word. So in, in Job chapter 38, the Lord God himself, he, he speaks to Job from the whirlwind, mm. the tornado, because mm. it's it represents something of power. Yeah. And so God actually appears to Job in a whirlwind, in a tornado, and he speaks to Job. Wow. And so if you read starting at chapter 38, when God is speaking, He opens up all these things that Job doesn't understand. Mm. And he rebukes uh, Job's miserable friends who were trying to counsel him. Okay, he rebukes them. And then really he he humbles Job even further. And Job ends up just putting his hand on his mouth. And he's like, he's done talking, you know? But if you read those chapters, you see God just reveals all these things about his creation and his mighty power. And he does it from a whirlwind. Wow. It really causes Job to get in place, mm. you know, un- underneath God, you know, recognize that you are God. I'm not, you know, I have really have no power. Wow. Yeah. You have all power. <laughs> so the tornado represents power. Yeah. Absolutely. And so God spoke to Job through the whirlwind, the tornado, and there are sobering things that the Lord still speaks today, mm. you know, through the whirlwind. Yes. So tornadoes. I just think they sober us and they teach us to fear God. Yeah. That's something they speak to every person or, or everybody should get that from them. Yes. I know I do. I do too. <laughs> I know I do. Totally. So we actually here in Georgia uh, just recently had tornadoes in our state and they actually came into the county next to our county mm-hmm. and then they came into our county Yeah. Um, and 
we didn't know it, but maybe like a week later after the tornadoes mm-hmm. hit, we um, found out from friends of ours that the tornado actually came not just in our county, but almost in our backyard. Right. We had not seen the destruction in our own backyard, pretty much. The behind road us. right yep. behind mm-hmm. our road is a road that runs, you know, for miles and miles. And we really have never spent much time on this road. So when when our friends told us how they were so surprised that we were okay with all the destruction right around us, and I was like, really? I didn't see that yet because in on our road, we didn't see any destruction. The road that we use, we didn't see any. And we didn't use, we don't use this back road behind our house. So we hadn't driven the road and we didn't even see the destruction until like a week later. And then when we saw literally houses flattened and trees mowed down like grass and, you know, fences that were burst open and, you know, trees that are mowed down and houses, roofs that are destroyed and, you know, like cattle that got killed is what we found out from our neighbor that there were a lot of cattle that died. And, and then a, a little old couple, their house, the one that I was talking about that got flattened, it was a mobile home. Mm-hmm. And mobile homes are very flimsy. And this little home got smashed. And thankfully, the old couple that lived there, they were survived. You know, they didn't, they weren't in the home, obviously. They yeah. would have died for they, sure. They fled. They fled and got somewhere safe. And that whole house was destroyed. Um, And a bunch of other houses were, you know, almost destroyed. But that was the one we saw that was flattened. Um, And we're finding this all out like a week later. And we're like, Mm -hmm. oh, no, we have this urgency. We want to help, you know. Um, And the community was starting to help them. And, you know, they were trying to get them a hotel so they would have somewhere to stay while the FEMA was working on getting them something more permanent to live in and different things like that. So, yeah, it was just all this destruction right in our backyard. Very sobering. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have never been in that close of proximity to a tornado. No, we haven't. So yeah. every once in a while here in Georgia, we do get that. Yes. Um, not as much as other places like Tornado Alley, <laughs> you know, right. some places in the country that gets even more, but it's definitely sober when something is that close to you. When it, when the storm was hitting, um, we knew that it was something serious, Yeah. right? And uh, the power went out. We knew it was serious because the power went out uh, for 24 hours, Yes. And I uh, had to use the generators. Praise God, the Lord had led me to get generators hooked up and wired to the buildings here. And so we got to use those. So we had some power. Yeah. Um, so praise God for wisdom. You know, oh, yeah, the Lord we, gives us wisdom. Yeah. And uh, so we had that, but we knew it was something serious. We just didn't know it was that close. It's really sobering. I grew up actually with earthquakes, but I never still had as much sobriety with earthquakes as I have with the potential tornadoes and the the, the big mm. thunderstorms and stuff that come through here yeah. in the south, and uh, there's no no real signs for earthquakes, right? Right. It just hits. Yeah. So you, you really don't have any signs. Oh yeah. There's no forewarning at all. But Absolutely. For a tornado, at least there are some signs. You get some signs. You know? Yeah. Do you, do you know some of the signs? Yes. Of a um, tornado. Yeah, well, you know, at first it does get kind of eerie feeling in the in the sky. I gotta say, you kind of also grew up in Nebraska. Yeah, I've been in Tornado Alley before you came to California. I've lived in Tornado Alley, Nebraska. So, and our whole town 
was destroyed and we lived out in the country, but the tornado that destroyed the town actually came right by our house and I saw it in the sky, mm. which was very interesting to see a tornado in the sky. Um, that was kind of scary. In our homes in um, in Nebraska, you have a tornado room. It's like a tornado mm. shelter in, built into the home. So there were a few storms that we actually went down into that tornado shelter. And it was a room that we, it was fully cemented in mm. and it was underneath the ground. So it was a very safe room. And that's where we went when these tornadoes were coming because it's just flat land there. And yeah. your house gets destroyed in those tornadoes it just goes right across the ground and destroys things right so um but thankfully we were always okay in those storms so there were signs oh yeah tornado hail and heavy rain followed by a dead calm or a fast intense you know wind shift something like that you sound like a Um, meteorologist oh really yeah wow well (laughs) you know maybe i need to try a new occupation (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, You know, continuous loud roaring or rumbling, almost sounding like a train coming through. That is definitely a sign of a tornado. And I've actually heard the storms when they've been that close like that. Heard Mm. the, you know, like the whirling, just you can actually hear around you some of the So when you saw the tornado in Nebraska, it didn't make you want to get in a truck and go out there and chase it? No. Like there are some people that do that. No, 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 definitely not. No, that is not at all was not at all my calling no uh-uh. <laughs> no way so when you discern the signs so there's signs of a tornado and when you discern the signs of a tornado what should you do um if you're outside and you can't avoid it and you just realize a tornado is coming and you're outside they tell you in nebraska to go lay down in a ditch Mm-hmm. Like in the lowest ditch, because normally the tornadoes, they just go straight across the land. They don't go down into the ditches and dips of the, you know, of things. So that's what they tell you. But if you're in your home, definitely go into the lowest level of yeah. your home in the basement. That's under, everything I've read too, is you, you have to get low. Get low. Yes. Right? Go basement or the lowest floor. Mm-hmm. Right. Under some sturdy protection. Um, Where cover. there's no windows. Right. Cover yourself with a mattress. I've heard that is a really good thing because obviously a tornado is carrying a lot of flying debris and terrible things that can kill you. Mm -hmm. And if you're under a mattress, those things can, you know, you can be protected a little bit better from glass and things like that. Right. Um, Go to the lowest floor, a small center room under a stairwell, uh, an interior hallway that doesn't have any windows, Um, crouch as low as possible to the floor facing down and cover your head. Yeah. So maybe um, this will help somebody, maybe someone who is going to be facing a tornado, uh, we'll take this info and remember it. But I, I find it interesting that when you discern the signs of a tornado, you always need to get as low as possible. Mm. That's that's a general consensus. Yes. Get as low as possible. Mm. And when I think about that, it's the same with when you discern the signs of the Lord. Mm. Right? Wow. Yeah. When you come to a revelation that you're going to stand before God. Mm. You could have a revelation that you're going to stand before a tornado and you got to get down low, right? Right. But if you have the revelation and you see that you're going to stand before God, you also need to get as low as possible before him. Mm. So very similar. Very good parallel with that. And it's interesting that everywhere I've looked in preparing for this episode, all the information of what to do when you see the signs of a tornado, they never once advise you 
to do the one thing that gets you lowest and to the safest place. They never instruct you to pray. Wow. They have all these instructions, <laughs> but they never say, get down on your knees, get on your face before God and cry out in prayer. They never say that. They need to. That's the most important thing you could do. I <laughs> That's mean, it. So in Proverbs 22, 3, God's word says, a prudent man foresees evil, or it could be something bad. Yeah. Okay. The evil there could also be understood as something bad and hides himself. But the simple or foolish pass on and are punished. That's mm-hmm. a truth. Yeah. That's God's word. But what if you're in the storm and there's nowhere to hide? Mm. What then? Right. Well, we can thank God that there's always a safe place to hide. Mm. No matter what storm you're in, no matter what tornado you're facing, there's always a safe place to hide. That's you right. know what that is? Rock of ages, cleft for me. Amen. Let me hide myself in thee. In thee, Lord. Amen. 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 That's the safe place. That's always the place we can hide. That's Amen. right. Amen. Isn't Amen. that good news? That is good news. That's good news. So the very safest place to be in the middle of any storm is in the middle of God's will. Yes, that's right. That's it. Mm. And the quickest way to get there into that safe place in the center of his will is to get low and humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. Amen. Yeah, That is the center of God's will right mm. there. Amen. Right there. So that's the center of God's will. But I was looking at the center of a tornado and what it's like in the center of a tornado, because mm. that's kind of what we're talking about relating yeah. this to the tornado. And there's a lot of conflicting information that I've read about what the center of a tornado is like. Mm. So you hear some people say the center of the tornado is calm and there's peace at the center of the tornado. And then I've read other things that experts okay, have written and they say the center of a tornado has a, a clear area where there's no rain and no debris. Mm-hmm. They say there's a clear area, but there's an intense vertical wind that's strong enough to suck up pavement from the roads. Wow. So doesn't sound very calm actually to me. No. I don't really want to be in that center. So there's conflicting info as far as the safety in the middle of a tornado, right? Wow. And I really don't think it's very safe. No. Okay. But there's no doubt as to what the center of God's will is like Mm. and what is at the center of God's will. Yes. You know what's there? Safety. Mm, Safety. True safety. For sure. Real safety. And it doesn't mean that we're always going to be safe from circumstances. Right. Right. But it does mean that we're going to have safety through the circumstances. Mm. Amen. Yes. Through it and then on the other side of it. Mm. And then maybe all the way into eternity. Yeah. You know, because not every Christian actually makes it through a tornado. No. You know, there was that the largest, the most recent of the top 10 deadliest tornadoes in in world history was number seven. I was looking it up. It was the one in 2011 in Joplin, Missouri. Hmm. And it was just total devastation. Hmm. So not everybody makes it out of that circumstance. So the actual tornado is not safe, but if you were in Christ, you were in the center of his will, you were safe through that. And now you're eternally safe with him. That's right. Amen. 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 And on the new earth, there's no more tornadoes. Yes. Hallelujah. I can't wait. Right? In his presence is fullness of joy, not fullness of tornadoes. Mm, Amen. 
Amen. I agree. But it makes me think about uh, an example, okay, in the Word of God, of being in the center of His will while still in the midst or the center of a storm. Mm-hmm. Can you think of someone who was in the center of God's will, right, but was also in the center of a huge storm? Well, I guess Noah and his family. You guess. Noah. <laughs> You know, <laughs> right? That was the biggest storm to hit planet Earth. Yeah, that's going to definitely be the the answer to that question for sure. And they were in the ark. Mm-hmm. That ark represented Christ. Yes. Salvation, right? Mm-hmm. That's what Yeshua's name means, salvation. Yes. So they were in the center of salvation and safety, but did the storm hit all around them still? Oh, yeah. Did they feel the waves? Did they hear the lightning? Did they hear the storm? Yes. Maybe definitely. they heard people like screaming. They heard terror. They... They went through it. Oh, yeah. They were human and they were feeling some waves for sure. Yeah. But they were in the Lord. Yes. Amen. amen. And Proverbs 18.10 says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower or a strong ark. <laughs> amen. Yes. And the righteous run to it and are safe. Safe. You see? Mm. That's what is at the center of God's will. Amen. Safety and shalom. So Noah and his family are a good example of being in the center of God's will in, in the center of a storm. Yes, Amen. definitely. And another example, another good example, and it's something that is sobering as we're headed towards this day. But another example of this are the followers of the Lord Jesus Christ who don't take the mark of the beast mm-hmm. and are here on earth when the bold judgments are poured out on the earth in Revelation chapter 16. Wow, yes. So in Revelation 16, these are when the judgments are poured out And you see those who take the mark of the beast, they have loathsome sores that come upon them Mm. just on those who take the mark of the beast. Okay. And so as these judgments are going out, you see darkness on the, on the antichrist kingdom is poured out darkness and it's darkness that can be felt. Mm. It says they're gnawing their tongues and they're in agony. And it says they would not repent. Mm. Okay. And then waters turn to blood And a lot of these are parallels to what happened in Egypt with Pharaoh's kingdom, who was a type of the Antichrist. So all of these things are being poured out on the earth, but it begins and you see that it happens to those who take the mark of the beast. Mm. And it doesn't say this for every bull judgment that is just on those who take the mark of the beast, but it begins with the sores only on those who have the mark, not on those who don't take the mark. Mm. So I believe it follows as you go through the chapter that these things are being poured out on the rebellious, wicked people who are enemies of God, willful enemies of God, mm. who have pledged their allegiance to the Antichrist and to the Antichrist kingdom. Yes. And these mm. bowls are being poured out. So you see those who are in the center of God's will, right? Those who are following the Messiah, they're not taking the mark of the beast, mm. right? No. They're marked by the Holy Spirit, <laughs> right? Right. And they're not doing that. They're remaining in the center of God's will in the midst of this huge storm that's on the earth, Hmm. God pouring out judgments. That's a huge storm. And then the last thing that is spoken of in Revelation 16 says there's thunderings and lightnings and Hmm. then massive hailstones that hit the earth, Hmm. 75 pounds each hailstone. Wow. The weight of a talent. It's about 75 pounds. And we already saw that one of the signs of tornadoes are hailstones. Yes, hail. Mm -hmm. So 
I deduce from that that when these judgments are being poured out in Revelation 16 on the earth, there's going to be some massive that there tornadoes. could be massive tornadoes yeah. bigger than this world has ever seen, possibly. Wow. Because there's thunder, there's lightning and hailstones. Mm. That sounds like possibly tornadoes too. Yeah. So, but God is able for those who are in the center of his will, just like those loathsome sores don't come on you. Yeah. He's able to protect you from those hailstones. Yes. You're in the definitely. center of his will. He can mm. keep you safe. Definitely. Amen? And nevertheless, you're safe anyway. You're permanently safe if you are in the center of his will. Even if a hailstone hits you, you're That's still right. safe. That's right. <laughs> That's but right. He's, but he is able to, just like in Egypt, darkness came upon Pharaoh's kingdom. Mm-hmm. But where the children of Israel lived in Goshen, there was light. So God's able to make a distinction. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, he's able to do that. But, you know, I just wanted to connect that Revelation 16, you know, those who are going through a storm in the center of God's will can be safe. Yes. But that storm is coming. That, mm-hmm. that storm, Revelation 16 is coming. Yeah. Right. So there, I think you can see tornadoes as, you know, a sign of judgment. Mm-hmm. And in Isaiah chapter 66 um, and Jeremiah 30, you have two verses here that speak of tornadoes in coming judgment. Mm. So Isaiah 66, 15 to 16 says, behold, the Lord will come with fire and with his chariots. And that's what the scripture Mm. says in the New Testament. He's coming with flaming fire. That's right. Yeshua is coming. So, you know, these storms are coming Mm. and, you know, the Lord's going to come with clouds. You know what I mean? So it's serious. He's coming with fire and with his chariots like a whirlwind Hmm. to render his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. Hmm. For by fire and by his sword, the Lord will judge all flesh. And we know he's coming in judgment. Mm -hmm. Lord Jesus Christ. Hmm. And here like a whirlwind. Wow. So it's symbolic of judgment there. Mm -hmm. Coming to judge all flesh and the slain of the Lord shall be many. Hmm. Wow. Wow. And then Jeremiah 30, 23 to 24 says, behold, both of them say behold. So pay attention. Behold, the whirlwind of the Lord goes forth with fury, a continuing whirlwind tornado. Mm. It will fall violently on the head of the wicked. The fierce anger of the Lord will not return until he has done it. And until he has performed the intents of his heart in the latter days you will consider it mm, wow. the latter days, mm. the last days. Yeah. So here it's prophetically speaking of tornadoes in the future, talking about the judgment, you know, like we said, Revelation 16 and then Revelation 19, when the Lord comes, you know, that's ultimate judgment. So I'm not saying that every tornado that's happening on earth right now is judgment of God, but tornadoes in the Bible do speak of future judgment. Yes. Because God is going to judge this world mm, with true. power and fierceness. And it's going to be scary. Yes, definitely. So at the end of Jeremiah 30, it says, in the latter days, you will consider it. Okay, so of course, people who are living at that time are going to consider these things. Mm. It might be too late. Right. So we need to consider it now. Yes. We need to consider uh, the signs Mm. of the times. And in Matthew 16 and Luke 12, the Lord Jesus said, they knew the people at that time, mainly the religious leaders he was speaking to, but others. And he said, they knew how to discern the signs of the weather, of the sky, but they didn't know how to discern the signs of his time, Mm. his arrival, his being there. 
Wow. But they can tell when the sky was looking a certain way, if it was going to be hot or if rain's coming or they can Hmm. tell that. But even more than that, they should have known the signs of him being there. The Messiah is here. They should have known that, but they didn't discern that. Many didn't. Hmm. Right? Right. And that was the sign of his first coming. But there are signs of the times of his second coming. Hmm. That's the times we're living in right now. Right. Yeah. And we're talking about the weather and being able to discern the signs of tornadoes and things like that. We need to discern the times we're living in. Yes. Right. Because so many things are happening in this world that the Lord warned us about Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, when the Lord warned about things that are coming, right? Pestilences, lawlessness, right? Yeah. A lot of things going on. We need to have discernment and we can pray for it. Um, So speaking of tornadoes, discerning that, we can see there's all kinds of different tornadoes, right? There's tornadoes that God speaks through, like he spoke through with Job, Mm. right? Yeah. There's tornadoes that speak of God's judgment to come. Okay. We've read some verses about Mm -hmm. that, tornadoes that speak of that. There's tornadoes that I believe are coming when God pours out judgment on the earth in Revelation 16. Mm. Those are going to be some serious tornadoes. Yes. Okay. And it says earthquakes too. They're in Revelation 16. Mm. So we talked about earthquakes before. I didn't mention that, but Revelation 16 speaks of earthquakes along with those hailstones. So all of these catastrophic weather events are going to be happening at the same time in Revelation 16. Mm. That's pretty intense. It is. Right now you can be living in the South and you get some tornadoes, but you don't have earthquakes at the same time. No. California, you get some earthquakes, you don't have tornadoes at the same time, but then you're going to have all at the same time. Wow. That's radical. That is. You know, it's time to get in the center of God's will now. Definitely. It's like birth pains leading up, right? Is that kind of the the picture of that or? Those are definitely uh, birth pains. And then when the Lord comes, that's the end. Mm -hmm. Yes. Amen. Wow. It's definitely going to be painful. It's going to be. For many people. And then it's like. It's a lot more painful to go through that, right? Than it is just to repent of your sin right? Cut your sin off right now. It might be painful to do that, but then you're going to have eternal pleasure with the Lord. Yes, that's right. So there's those tornadoes, Revelation 16. There's naturally occurring tornadoes that happen today, right? In nature that can come without much warning and are naturally very destructive to anything in their path, right? Mm -hmm. We see those. Uh, We talked about the one in Joplin, the one here close to us. There's all these naturally occurring tornadoes, those Mm -hmm. kind of tornadoes, right? Then lastly, there's also what I'm going to call man-made tornadoes, and they can come without very much warning and are designed by troublemakers to stir up as much trouble as possible for certain people. And there's many of these troublemaking groups of people spinning around America, like tornadoes spin around and they cause trouble, right? Mm, There's mm -hmm. groups of people that are spinning around America and the whole world trying to stir up as much trouble as possible for certain people, especially Mm. Christians. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. These are man-made tornadoes, troublemakers. Yeah. There's plenty of those out there. And it makes sense because their leader is the biggest troublemaker of all, the devil. Diabolos. Exactly. That's right. So he definitely goes around trying to stir up trouble. Yeah. Doesn't he? Mm-hmm. So like tornadoes, these 
movements or these people groups around the world, people that are troublemakers, they're only destructive. So tornadoes, when they come through a town, you never see them build a house. No. They always just destroy. Yeah. They don't build anything. Yeah. Mm. So there's movements of people that are very destructive, trying to break down society, trying to break down the family unit. Yeah. Right? It's true. Break down things. Mm Mm-hmm. And so like with a natural tornado, there may be nowhere to hide naturally when these troubles come. Yeah. But we can stay humble and on our face before God and stay hidden in the middle of God's will, Mm. in the middle of whatever the man-made tornado is. Yes. That comes our way. That's beautiful. Amen. And the reason I bring up these man-made tornadoes, movements happening around the world is because a dear brother of ours, um, he texted me. Uh, just yesterday morning, and was sharing on a group text of brothers uh, a tornado, one of these man-made tornadoes, destructive type of things, was happening at his job. Mm. And so I shared with him some things. I shared with him actually the song, the Wayne Watson song, for such a time as this, Yeah, right? Uh, I am here, I am here, and I am his for such a time as this. And uh, so that song kind of encouraged him. I shared that with him, but he shared how they had a meeting at his job and I'll just read a little bit of what he shared with me because it's okay to share that. Okay. Um, He said, we just had an hour meeting by an official lawyer explaining harassment to the employees, explaining a new harassment list to to all the employees in this Mm -hmm. meeting. Okay. And here were three things that were explained. Number one, if I do not call people by their pronouns that they choose, I'm harassing them. Hmm. So if somebody wants to be called a she when he's a he and you call him a he, then supposedly you're harassing them. What's another pronoun? It. Right. So I guess you could be called I, we, you, he, she, it, they. Right. Those are all different pronouns that mm-hmm. someone can uh, choose. Now, I would say this would be a, one of the signs of the times, you know, that we're in. Yeah. Um. So that was what they're calling harassment. Well, I'm. I just my question to that, really quick. You know, I'm. I'm. It's a pronoun tornado. That's what it is. It's a. <laughs> it's a pronoun tornado. tornado. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. It is. But my question is, how do you know? What pronoun you want to call yourself? It, do you wear it on your clothes? Or like, how do I know what pronoun you want me to call you before I address you? How can you get me in trouble for addressing you with a pronoun that I don't even know? Well, maybe they I have mean, a name tag. So, you know, people are losing their minds. And I understand, you know, we all need a new mind. Yeah. We need the mind of Christ. Sad. But so mm-hmm. that's one thing they said. Number two was if I'm, talking about Jesus and someone else happens to hear me as they're passing by and they're offended, that's harassment. Mm. And there will there will be consequences for me, he said. Wow. So this was a meeting that they had directly with him? It well, wasn't with, the, with, with the, everybody? No, with everybody. So they talked about Jesus in the meeting? That's interesting. He singled out, right? That's the wow. name above every name. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. It that they would you know, talk if, about Jesus. It doesn't, it's not if you're talking about Buddha. Right. Because Jesus is the name above every name. I would expect his name is the one with power. Yeah, I'm just thinking. In the spiritual realm. So if you're walking in darkness, that name has power 
it pierces the darkness. Absolutely. And, you know, so it makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, I'm just thinking about it, Rat. Like, if you if we really want to be fair without any hypocrisy, you would have to be the same about me being offended by you talking about Buddha or Muhammad or something like that. If I, as a Christian, wanted to be offended by that, they would have yeah. to protect me and, you know, that's accuse only them if you're being of harassment. Logical, but yeah, but it's that's not... That's only if you're being logical. That's what I'm trying to bring it to a point of complete hypocrisy. That's it's it hypocrisy. Is. Of course. The whole thing it's is hypocrisy. It's absurdity. It's hypocrisy, of course. And yeah. that's, that's where sin will lead you. That's It'll right. It'll lead you to this place. And this is, this is a tornado. Yeah. You know, there's not much order in it. In a tornado, honey, is there a bunch of order? No, it's total chaos. That's yeah. what this is. Amen. That's why I say this man-made tornado, it's starting to cover the world. Right. That's sad. Number three, he said, it's prohibited to proselytize. That's mm. what they said. Yeah. And so those were the three things that he shared that happened in the meeting. Mm. And so these are signs of the times we're living in. Wow. And of course, that's California, you know? Yeah. But hey, the wave usually starts from California or from New York. And that wave tries to, you know, work its way in. Hmm. And so I just encouraged our brother to stay in the center of God's will, stay hiding in him. Yes. Amen. Mm, amen. And uh, this brother, he actually has a car that has all kinds of scripture on it. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he has vinyl like covered over the whole car with all the word of God. That's right. And so another brother on the thread, he's like, well, um, just think about your car driving in the parking lot. That's right. going to be harassment too, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are they going to say about that? So we're going to stay tuned to see if they, uh, if they have another meeting about cars in the parking another lot. Another policy. <laughs> yeah. Cars in the parking lot cannot have Jesus scripture on them. Anything else yeah. but Jesus. Right. But, you know, I'm not mad about that. Just, it's just encouragement. We're in the truth. You know, yeah. and the light shines in the darkness. That's Amen. Right. And the darkness does not comprehend it. Mm. But I also shared with him um, just last Friday. Uh, remember, brother Andrew Brunson? He was in prison in Turkey. Okay, he's a missionary. Him and his wife are missionaries in Turkey. Mm, yeah, yeah, and he got put in prison. Yes, in Turkey. I forget how long he spent there. Maybe a year or so. I can't. Mm. I can't remember the exact time, but. I watched an interview, a very short, very short interview, very short, it was just a few minutes. Um, and it was such a blessing what he shared. And because these times that we're living in, part of the signs of the times are, hey, we may end up in prison yeah, for representing Jesus. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So great persecution upon the church. That's right. That's coming. Mm. Actually, in Daniel, it says, uh, the people of God, they're going to be given into the Antichrist's hand to be persecuted. Mm. Great persecution is coming. Yeah. So we can see it right here at it's our true. brother's job, right? Yeah. That's going to spread. Mm. So this little testimony, this little word from Andrew Brunson, I shared with him, and I want to share it here on Spirit of Adoption Radio because it's an encouragement to me. It's going to encourage everybody. Amen. All of us to stand, to be strong in these times, in yes. the midst of the tornado. Amen. Amen. So let's listen to that now. Amen. You shared some of your testimony there uh, in a Turkish prison this morning. Uh, just briefly tell us what that was like and what, did, what came out of that? What did you learn? What I shared today, which is we're in the garden tomb. So just a place where, you know, Jesus uh, uh, 
died on the cross and, and then was in the grave and rose. So just such an important place for us. And talking about the fellowship of his sufferings. And I learned throughout my time in prison uh, how important it is to Jesus that we be able to share a number of things that are on his heart. And one of the ways to, to access those, to get to know his heart, is to go through some of the things that he went through. And that, part of that is hardship. So I went through some difficulties, but I realized that every time I went through something that Jesus experienced, I got a little taste of it. it. It brought my heart into a little more overlap with his heart. Because of the days we're living in, is this a message for the church at this time? Well, I think the message for the church, especially right now, is know your God. The idea of, and that, that is what I talked about today, is my pursuit of, of the heart of God, of drawing close to him and knowing him, is what best prepared me for the difficulties that I faced in prison. So it was my love for him that fueled endurance. It helped me to be faithful. That helped me to push through and not quit, even when I felt very broken. And so uh, how do we best prepare for hardship? If we know our God, well, the Bible says in Daniel eleven thirty two, the people who know their God shall stand and accomplish exploits. So sometimes we're really focused on the exploits, accomplishing things, but the priority right now should be know your God so that as that wave of persecution, wave of pressure comes, we remain standing. In these days now, do you see a likelihood of more persecution and more pressure? I think it's very clear that it's coming. It's very much on my heart. Just God is, I think one of the things God was doing with me in my imprisonment and, and allowing me to break the way he did is that I had to learn how to strengthen myself in difficult circumstances so that I could stand and be faithful. And part of that was some of the things that I've learned are transferable to other people. And so, yes, I think that this is an assignment I feel from God right now is to help people to prepare to stand in what I think is coming. And it is and not only in the United States, it is going to come to the United States, which is unusual, unexpected. We haven't had it there before. That means that many of us are not prepared for it. It's not part of our worldview, but we're just going into a period of greater darkness and trouble in the world in general. And we need to prepare our hearts so that when the shaking is happening, that we stand. And, and so getting closer to him, is the way we can prepare for those dark times. Well, there are other things we can do as well, but that is the foundation for everything else. Mm-hmm. Know Him. If you know Him, if you love Him, then you're going to be willing to pay the price that you may have to pay to be faithful to Him. Mm. Would you pray right now for those people that may be looking and watching and viewing and how they can prepare? Yeah, so I, then I will pray what I prayed for myself in prison so many times. That, Father God... Mm. I pray for us, your sons and daughters. Pour out on us, your sons and daughters, the the spirit of Jesus. Pour out on us the confidence, the strength, the hope, the perseverance, endurance, and steadfastness of Jesus so that we may run the race set before us and finish well. A beautiful bride purified in the fires of faithful obedience, tested and found worthier for beloved of Jesus, the King of glory. So that's what we need is for the spirit of Jesus to be poured into us so that we can endure like he did. Amen. Well, Andrew Brunson, thanks for sharing this message for the times. Thank you, Chris. Well, that just really encourages us to mm. get to know the Lord. Yes. More and more as these Amen. times are getting darker that we're living in. And, you know, um, I'm just mm-hmm. encouraged right now to pray for our brother Jose in that work situation and for others like him too. Oh, amen. You know, I think it's important that we all be mindful in, mm-hmm. of our um, brothers and sisters who are facing different types of persecution, even in America, in the workplace it's like that. It's beginning to grow here. 
It yeah. really is. Mm -hmm. And I think let's just pray. Should yeah, we he's, pray? He's not the only one here in America, so we can pray for him and mm. pray for others yeah. here in America that are facing that. Amen. And, and, and just invite everyone listening to, to pray as well. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, let's pray. Father, I just come before you in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I lift up our brother Jose to you. Yes. And I just pray right now that you would give him boldness, that you would give him open doors to share mm. and open open doors that no man can shut for him, Lord. I just pray that you'd give him peace in his spirit yeah. every time you're opening a door for him to share, because I know he desires to share the gospel, no matter the cost, Lord. Mm. And I just pray that you'd continue to give him favor in the workplace to be able to reach out to the men and women around him, Lord, with your light. Lord, help him to be a beacon of light, Lord. Um, even if they're just wanting to throw stones at him, just like Stephen, Lord, mm. you you shined his face like the sun, Lord. And I just pray you'd set our brother apart in that workplace, Lord. Just continue to fill him overflowing with your spirit, Lord. And I do pray for all of our other brothers and sisters yeah. who are being persecuted in the workplace, Lord. I pray that you'd show them the way of escape every time they're tempted to fall and mm. to cave and to fall into the ways of this world. I pray that you would give them the way of escape mm. every time that they're tempted. Help them to stand, Lord, in Jesus' name, Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. And remember, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. He has everything under control. So look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Amen. 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 And may the Lord bless you as you seek him today. Maranatha. Thanks for listening to Spirit of Adoption Radio. You can reach us through our website, adoptionairfare.com. Also, please subscribe and leave us a review on the listening platform of your choice. Lord willing, we'll see you next time. Maranatha. Maranatha.